ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, this is a craft beer podcast. We, we hang out and we drink beer from your local breweries, your favorite spots that you love to go grab a beer. That's also where we love to go grab a beer. So we just we just go do it and we pretend that we're doing something very important by making a podcast while we do it. <laughs> Don't tell my wife that this is just a like a secret ploy to go hang out at places and drink beer. <laughs> People are looking at us like we're doing something important. Uh, nobody can see us over here in the corner, really. Like uh, the people that just walk by, we're like, this is a uh, uh, so we're at Grainworks. I've done one official Grainworks show and then one kind of uh, non-official uh, guerrilla style Grainworks show where we just showed up like this and recorded a show. Uh, both of those, no, the second one, the official Grainwork show, this was all open. But that first one, like when we came here, like it was a tiny little tap room. There's no hiding. Like you no. can't, you can't hide in a corner. You were just there and see that. Oh, she gives a mean look too. If she wanted this table, yeah, for real. <laughs> it's trivia night. Uh, and we're taking up one of the big tables. She can share it with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was, not she was, was a mean look, right? <laughs> She's about to ground us. Oh, yeah, she had to sit at the tiny table. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so huge thanks to Grainworks for uh, for hosting us, even though they don't know they're hosting us. <laughs> they do now. Uh, uh, Matt Damaris, uh, I assume that a, a good chunk of the people that listen to Cincy Brewcast are fans of the local beer podcasting community. Uh, we need a good name for that the pod squad is what i keep calling it and i don't know that it's it's, it's <laughs> sounds a little sounds a little lame but uh we need like we need some kind of cool name for for this this thing that's happening this this local craft beer podcast community we got it, a good scene of podcasters now it's crazy i i i don't know if i can communicate to people loudly enough how exciting that is for me that that is a thing the fact that there are other people that are making podcasts about cincinnati beer you're like the that, podfather, dude. Uh, I mean, that's you're birthing uh, them. You uh, birthed them all. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Cisneros was really the podfather. He uh, he's well, the one that, that that built this whole thing. But um, welcome back to the show. Thanks, brother. It's been a little while. Uh, the last show that you were on was the West Virginia road trip, which, whew, whew, that was uh, that was an interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> Um, also, um, he said he's leaving, but I, I, I don't believe that he is. Uh, Quick Trip is, is also here. Just Hi there. He's sitting across the table. You can probably see him in one of the cameras. <laughs> he's, uh, he's hanging out and uh, having a beer with us. He said he's leaving, though. It's just a quick trip before he leaves. Is that a thing? That he's <laughs> only 10 minutes from home. <laughs> Um, I, there's a couple reasons I wanted to have you on the show. The biggest one is uh, Vets and Brews, which my timing is is very poor on this because when people Not necessarily. are when people are listening to this though, the inaugural honor bus is is going to be over with. Um, so they'll be listening on Monday. They'll be listening to the actual like audio podcast on Monday. I'm going to try to throw I have two more events. Oh, okay. I have one on Monday and Wednesday. Oh, so perfect. There, there will be things going on, just not the honor bus. All right. So let's, before we dive into all of that, let's drink a beer because it, it is, of course, a craft beer podcast. Where are you getting it from? Uh, that's what we do. From the beer fridge. I tried to match my flight with yours, but in the time that it took me to set up all of the shit, uh, you finished your flight. <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> You have finished. one. What do I'm you have on the on last there? one. What's the last one? Old Ghosts? 
Yeah. And I've had this one before. This is the one, this is the only one on this flight that, or no, I've had Oktoberfest too. So two of the, two of the four new ones to me. Uh, Old Ghost is, uh, is it Imperial Stout? Is that right? But no. I'd have to look it Milk up. Stout? It's like a chocolate, hazelnut, chocolate. I taste like some coffee notes in there too, I think. There, it's roasty. Let me, let me taste it while you, uh, Look it up. Look it up. That doesn't make sense why one of us is it's just a bunch of silence. Well, you can listen to the background music while I, while I drink this. <laughs> it's a good beer, man. Trivia is about to start. I think I said that at the beginning, but uh, if things get loud, that's what's happening. Sorry. Right. Oh, yeah. There's definitely chocolate. Yeah. So old go- it's just a, a milk stout. 7.8%. Just a milk stout? Like there's no chocolate added? Unless there's like a different version of it. I mean, they've had the one with mm. peanut butter before. That was great. They've had a barrel-aged one. But it definitely the, tastes chocolatey. Yeah, the Ooh. old and and he even mentioned that when when he was talking about it up there, he mentioned chocolate. So oh I know. my god, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's filling. Uh, that's a damn good beer. I gave I, it a very high mark on uh, Untapped. I give all my beers the same mark on Untapped. No mark. I just don't mark anything. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't know if people know this. Like I do behind the scenes in my notes, I have a spreadsheet. I, I take, I, I rate every beer. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's top secret ratings that don't leave that spreadsheet sure. unless you're a Nomi for the Nomi's um, in the, uh, the, the monthly now, <laughs> hopefully maybe a little bit more than that in the, uh, the newsletter that goes out to the Nomi's. I'm starting to let loose on some of those ratings. I'm putting in beer reviews into the newsletter. Well, why would you hold them close? Uh, I just don't know that it's important. Then why do you take them? For my, for my reference. You got spreadsheets. You for know my, what I'm saying? So for, it is important. For my reference. Well, that's, I don't know that it's important. It shouldn't be important to anybody else. Well, then, then nothing you're doing is worth there you go. Down. You know what I'm saying? There you go. None of it is. <laughs> well, well but, it's but you have not, Nomi's. Not important writing down. Like, I think it's important for everybody to make note of how they feel about things and what they think about things, like, and for, for their reference. I think <laughs> sure. more people should be taking notes about things in their life than I'm they just are, saying, don't devalue what you do. I'm not devaluing That's content. what I, what it's I content. do. Don't, don't. Is there another reason behind? You just don't want people to know, like, if you don't like their shit? No, I don't. Like, if you ask me, I'll tell you what I think about any beer. Okay. Uh, this one here. Okay. So I mean, let's 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 roll through this. Let's rate this beer. Uh, Old Ghost. Uh, if it's if it's just a straight milk stout, it's a little bit too chocolatey for me, too style. Which is you have to kind of put that into sure into into context. Um, and who knows who put it in there though? Too. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I have to actually get like a. I need to. I need to hear from the brewery what this is supposed to be. When I talked to the uh, the bartender up there, he did mention chocolate. He said yeah. hazelnut, chocolate, milk stout. So, chocolate hazelnut. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that makes that makes a little more sense. It's sure. not just a, like a milk stout. Yeah. Um, uh, they might not have that in the the pre loaded categories either. You know what I mean? So they right. might have just had to market that and then put a description in. So who knows? So when I <laughs> when I rate a beer, um, I mean I could show you my little. My little spreadsheet here. Oh shit! We go. Am I a Nomi? You're you're definitely a Nomi. You just don't. Uh, you're don't not officially me. a Nomi. <laughs> uh, you don't so, know me. So when I when I pull up a, a new beer, I hit the little plus sign down here, and we get we get this little blank form, 
Uh, within here, I put in the brewery, the beer name. Uh, this will change once I actually put in a score. Uh, the style, ABV, because then I, it's fun later. Like each year, I'll go back and I'll I'll pull a uh, like a little pivot table of uh, you know here's where were you swimming? Yeah, yeah. What was what was my favorite uh, beers? And it, you know how did they rank in ABV versus styles? Um, and then here's the important parts: uh, appearance, aroma, flavor. Uh, mouthfeel and overall impression. So is this like a Google form you made for uh, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so I, I, to style, of course, is how, how I rate these. Um, appearance, I give it out of three. Um, as far as a hazelnut chocolate milk stout, uh, this is pretty good. Um, so this has been sitting for a few minutes, so the head has kind of dissipated a little sure. bit. I like a, a big, like whatever this is happening here on this one. This is hanging out for a long time. This a little beer. bit of lacing. This, too, talk about a different beer that is just, I think there's cinnamon in that beer. There is. <laughs> because it's sitting on top of it. There is. Uh, but, but the old ghost has, has kind of faded a little bit. So it's going to lose a, it's going to, it's going to lose a point for that. So I'm going <laughs> to, out of three, I'm going to give it a two, which is, which is not bad. How long should it sit and be like, be there? How long it takes me to drink it. Oh, okay. Um, it, it you know it depends on the style too. There's like sours that head's gonna go away no matter what happens. Like you can't you can't fight it. But most beers, I think the the head should hang out for a while. Uh, aroma, All right? So hazelnut, chocolate, milk stout, and there's our trivia. Um, I get the hazelnut right off the bat. Yep. It smells like a drink from Starbucks. Um, when I first smelled it, I definitely got chocolate right off the bat. I'm terrible. My nose is terrible, but I can smell everything in this one. Sometimes it's hard to identify what it is that you're smelling. You smell a thing, and it's... See you, brother. Quick trip's leaving us. All right, so Aroma. Right now, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 10 out of 12. It's it's hitting right where it should. It's nothing. So there's 12 points in the Aroma? 12 points in aroma. I think that aroma is one of the most important parts about a beer. Okay. Uh, flavor is definitely more important. So that's out of 20. Gotcha. Uh, what does it equal? 100? 100. But 50. And okay. then I double gotcha. double what it hits. Uh, flavor. Speaking of flavor, hazelnut, chocolate, milk, stout. I can taste all that. <sighs> I knew that was coming. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it is. I want coffee. Like, I want more coffee in it. And I know it's not a coffee beer, but that's what I want right now. It's got now. that roasty, it's got roasty notes to it, though, that gives you that idea of coffee. I think it's probably why I like it so much, because I love coffee. Coffee beers. I'm... I'm going to give a solid 17. Damn, okay. That's really good. Uh, Mouthfeel. Uh, it's a little little more bitter than I want. Um, mm. not, not in a bad way, but as far as a, a milk stout, I want that sweetness. I want it to, to be real kind of smooth and creamy. and uh, It is, but just not, not quite to the level I want. I'm gonna, that, that's mouthfeels out of five. I'm going to give it a three. And I know I'm going to get some shit for that, but. Overall impression, hazelnut, chocolate, milk stout. Uh, 
and this gets hard with some of these styles that aren't actual styles. You know, hazelnut chocolate milk stout is not a like yeah a, an official style. It's a you know a a twist on some styles. Um, Variation. <clears throat> and this is out of what? It's out of ten. I'm bouncing between seven and eight in my head. You give it a seven point five. I can't do that on my spreadsheet. Give it an eight. Show them love. It's local. It doesn't matter. It's my spreadsheet. Nobody sees it. <laughs> Somebody uh, will. So I'm all right. I'm I'm it's it's sitting at an eight right now, and that puts it at an eighty, which my average score is about an eighty four or so. Okay. Uh, so that's that's a solid kind of yeah, normal average score. So I'm, on on me for and I'm basically just I'm not breaking it down <laughs> that individually by category, but I gave it a four seven five out of five. Like to me, that's a solid beer. It's a, like, it's a good beer. Yeah, and and that's I think that maybe that's that's part of the fun too of of having this this way that I can I can quote unquote rate things without it being something that people ever see is that I can I can be a little more harsh and not worry about what that means or I can change things like if yeah. I if I decide if I finish drinking this and get through my flight and then grab a pint of this and I'm like you know what that like man this is just especially after drinking these other beers like it just is it's better than I thought it was I can change it like it's it's fine it's, and can you you go through that pretty quick? Like when you when you no, know? I don't do this for a lot of beers. Normally, I only hit that spreadsheet when it's me sitting at home in a controlled environment. I'm okay. actually like tasting a beer, which I try to do for every packaged beers, every try, one that I can. Uh, that's harder now than it ever what was. What beer but. has your best rating? Ooh, that's a great question. Right now, and is this only local beers, or do, I, do you any some, craft beer? I have some other ones. Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll just say locally right now. I get my guess. I have, I have a guess, but I won't say, uh, da, da, da. it's a pain in the ass on a phone score. And we need to sort descending. Oh, Oh, no, I, I would have been wrong with my guess. The, uh, the top-rated one right now is High Grains Czech Pilsner. Okay. Gentle Revolution. It's on tap right now in their tap room on the slow, slow pour. pour. I this, was about to say. This tasting was not in the tap room on a slow pour. This was out of a can sitting at my bar out of the... Normally, nice. I, I drink out of the same glass, too, like when I rate a beer typically. Okay. Just because it kind of gives me some kind of a yeah, yeah. Uh, standard, I guess, to, yeah, yeah. to, to rate control. things on. You control it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's what you do, though. <laughs> um, but, it makes sense that you do all that. Uh, it's fun. I, th I, like, I think I, you should release the notes, though. Uh, and I, I, I am a little bit, and I would love I would love a portion of the website to be able to, like, to, you could pull up and you could be like, all right, what's, what's the best Pilsner in town? What's, what's the gnome thing the best Pilsner in sure. town? And pull up all of them and pull up actual ratings, actual notes, like a, a thought-out note about yeah. the beer. Like, here's, here was the impressions about that beer. I can't do that unless I can do it to all of them or almost all of them, and I can't do that yet. Like, I'm just, I don't have What do you mean, kind of, every beer? Yeah. Well, no, you just keep adding them. Yeah, but how is that fair? It does, what, why has it got to be fair? Because if you want to know what the best Pilsner is, you have to 
trial no, of Pilsner. They're, they're saying what's the best Pilsner that the gnomes had. But that's but even that like. But that's you know, the truth because you've only had those. No, that's not true though because then if I if I sit here right if like right now if we wrapped mm. up the show we were done. I know what you're about. Like to say. Yeah, let's grab a Pilsner. I'm not going to sit here and take notes on it. I'm going to sit here and drink the Pilsner. And I, I it might have been the best Pilsner I ever had, but they don't have a that's Pilsner true. on tap here by the way. They have a Hellas Lager, but uh, but but I, it's not. It just isn't. It's not. I can't do it yet. You're, you're thinking too deep into it, brother. I'd say I have to. I have to. That's that's the way I kind of do this whole thing. Yeah. All right. So we we got way way off track there. You maybe rate a beer on. This. Do you know how long this show would be if I actually rated beers? <laughs> Take for fucking ever. That was 15 minutes to get through one beer. <laughs> I like how much thought you put into it, though. I, but and that's I don't know if people realize that about me too. Like I know that there's a lot of people that think that all I talk about is. Is good things, which which is true, uh, but I I really do put a lot of thought into uh, a lot of different things. I'm glad you didn't ask me what the worst beer in town was because that's in there too. <laughs> well, that's I wouldn't do that. That'd be a dick move. If you wanted to say it, you could. <laughs> I there's even like in my spreadsheet. Um, so it takes it takes the average of my ratings and then it pulls the highest ones and the lowest ones and then averages those out. So then. When I when I after I rate a beer, the score pops up on there, and then it gets colored like that little that little window gets a color. What color is the low level? Uh, red. If if a beer pops up as red, you should not drink that beer. Okay. And so there there are always red beers on there because they're the lowest ones that I've ever rated. So sure. there's there's always a chunk on there, and those are the ones that I tend to go back to. To retry prob- probably more frequently than anything else, just because I want to see uh, how it's changed. That makes sense. Um, let's talk about Vets and Brews because that's why that's why we sat down tonight. Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. Uh, Vets and Brews started what 2018? 2019. 2019. Late 2019. October in 2019. Tell me how that idea came about before we a, get into what it is. So I did a Homes and Brews event, which was like a real estate workshop at 50 West and um, I had a Marine that was partnering with me on it and he wanted to have it military focused. So we had, um, we had veteran owned small local businesses that showed up. And um, when we, when we picked a charity of Operation Honor, who is now the recipient of the Vets and Brews overages, um, we were driving home and he, we were like, how are we going to buy every vet a beer at this at this event. Right. And we were just brainstorming and talking and we came up with vets and brews and, you know, we've, we've like fine tuned it as, as we've gone on, but he's moved away now and I just kept it going. I said, man, we, we did pretty good. Like we bought a lot of beers that day. What is vets and brews? Vets and brews is a nonprofit. It's a uh, official now too. I'm, I'm a 501 C3 official. Now. Oh, that's, it's a process to oh, get yeah. all that figured out. Uh, uh, in September I got it. So, I collect $10 donations online to buy veterans beers at local craft breweries. And then whatever's left over goes to Operation Honor um, to help them with their mission. They're a veteran-focused um, wood shop in northern Kentucky that makes the burial flag boxes yeah, for they make the National Cemetery. You've, if you've seen those little uh, they're like triangle boxes that the flag goes into, that, that's that's the, yeah. the, the, the Either the a retirement flag or a uh, burial flag, yeah. you know? Uh, so... Your, your wife is veteran, right? Yep. Uh, does that factor into how you kind of wanted to, to do something to? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it, it was always my dad. My dad was a Vietnam vet. Um, 
a lot of my most of my uncles, shit, half of my cousins. Um, growing up in my household, you were patriotic. Like you, right. know, you stood at attention during the national anthem. You know, my dad was always talking to other vets all the time. He's like me, talks to everybody. Um, just always, just constantly. There was always flags everywhere. We always celebrated Fourth of July. Veterans Day was huge in our house. You know what I mean? So um, I just, I think it was just kind of second nature for me. And uh, I got to have. It feels good to buy vets beers. I'm not gonna sure. lie. Like a big part of this is well, almost selfish because it's like it makes me feel good to be able to buy, buy these vets beer. It's hard because you know Memorial Day, Veterans Day, like all of these. Like there's these holidays where we we're, we're we're supposed to honor veterans or we're supposed to support them. And like mm-hmm. I, for me, and I. I I hope I'm speaking for other people too. Like sometimes you don't know how to do that. You don't know. Sure. You walk up, you there's there, you may have a friend that you know is a veteran and sometimes like it's not, sometimes people get uncomfortable. You're like, Oh, thank you for your service. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah. and you can see that it becomes uncomfortable. Then that conversation, especially on one of the holidays where they're thinking about something else that I'm not thinking about, you know, sure. the people that they've, the, the, the friends that they've lost and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, buying somebody a beer it's so simple. Always an easy way just to say thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. And I've done that with different friends that have come back from wherever. You know what I mean? Like, hey, good seeing you, brother. Let's go get a beer. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, obviously me being involved in the craft community, it was like, it just made sense. Yeah. It was easy. It was easy once it came to light. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, yeah, this, this fits perfect. Let's do this. So Vets and Brews started. And then this year it transitioned into this thing with Cincy Brew Bus, this honor bus, yeah. which I think is just brilliant. Thank it you. is so much fun. And there's so much potential for it to become a, a bigger thing that happens multiple times a year, different, different, uh, you know, different We've already holidays talked about and stuff. Next year, me and Mike have already talked about next year. We haven't talked about multiple times, but you might be onto something. Oh, but I mean, you know, Fourth of July and like all of these holidays deserve an yeah. honor bus that's happening. Like so anytime that we're talking about veterans or this country or any any of that stuff, like it yeah, should be happening. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, you know, I think that there's a lot of potential for it. How did that? How did that happen? How did you guys start talking about it? How did the sure. idea come about? So I'm a real estate agent with Ownerland. Mike uh, Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus is a loan officer. And we had a standard real estate meeting one time at Fretboard, probably three or four months ago. Just he was telling me about his programs. We talked about real estate for a little bit, and then obviously uh, beer came up. And uh, he said, "Hey, if uh, if something comes up with Vets and Brews, I'd like to partner up with you with uh, with Cincy Brew Bus. And you know, if, if the opportunity arises, just let me know." Um, I started getting booked for uh, Veteran Day weekend events. Like I've got. I've got uh, six events in six days or so coming Jeez. up. So I mean, it's, last year I had one all weekend. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it's obviously people were hearing more about it and catching on. So, and I'm super happy for that. But I, I'm actually partnering with Listerin. They're my next uh, actual Vets and Brews partner where they're going to have a donation box in the brewery. We got a banner for them. Um, we're going to have the uh, table toppers so people can go on a QR code and donate while they're in um, Listerman. Um so I, I worked out that partnership and they said, hey, we should do this on Veterans Day weekend, like the kickoff party, because we're doing the Operation Flintlock right. uh, release. And that's with the Marine 4th Division. They do a big ceremony and shit like that, a, a commemorative toast to all their battles. And I was like, OK, let's do it. And then um, 
one of the guys that I met, he works for the Easter Seals. I met him at an Irreverent Warriors um, Silky Walk like two years ago when I first started up. He had mentioned something to somebody at Ryan Guys, uh, Beth Boswell. And uh, yeah. he sent me a screenshot of a message she sent him saying, hey, don't, didn't you say you know a guy that buys beers? Like, we're doing a thing down here. Can you have him call me? So I called her. They've got the uh, U.S. Um, Air Force Museum going to be down there. They're going to have a flight simulator. They're going to build an A7 cockpit in the, uh, in the brewery for people to take pictures in. And I was, I was like, what time is it? Because I'm going to be at Listerman's that day. She goes, well, it's all the way to six. I was like, I think I can pull this off. And yeah. as soon as I got both of those, I was like, I got to call Mike. <laughs> so I called Mike up and I'm like, look, dude. I've got How long does it take you to get me from Listerman? Here? <laughs> yeah, I said, look, I've got an idea. I've got these two events. What about a bus? And he goes, look, I'm out of town that weekend, but I'll donate a, boat, a bus to you. Yeah, 50 people. Uh, actually, 50 seats. I thought he said 50 people, but it's 50 seats. And I'm like, okay, so this was 20 days ago. He said okay to it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it. That's, that's my mentality. Like, I can, I can pull this off to a good degree, I think. You know what I mean? To make it fun for these veterans. All I need to let them do, all I need to do is spoil them and have people talking about me. You know right. what I mean? That way the word will spread. It's all grassroots and organic like that. So, sure. Um, yeah, man, I've got 43 seats taken out of 50. Oh, that's um, fun. I've got 32 sponsors that have donated money to help me spoil these guys. Um, it's it's crazy what's happened in the last three weeks. I'm exhausted. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for the event, but it's well, going to be amazing, man. It, it just makes me excited to think, okay, so this was a little bit last minute to, to, to get this all together and to make bit. this happen. Fucking 20 days, dude. <laughs> uh, think about how this then can build for next year or for other, like I said, other holidays, other veterans events and stuff. And it's going to be so much bigger um, next year. And it, I have tons of time. It, it should be a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I appreciate other people that are able to do this. We all want to do things like this. And like, we all can't do all of these things. So like, we have to be able to kind of, as a community, have all right. Well, this person, <laughs> this person, this is their thing. This is they can they can go here and they can go hard. And we can all support it. And we can all be part of this. And this person over here, yeah. they can go hard on this, and we can support that. And like finding these these ways for people to just do good within the community, it, it makes me feel makes me feel good. Yeah, like, man. It just makes me happy about what all of this is building and all of this comes from craft beer all of it started yeah. with just somebody sitting in a tap room like man this is good this yeah. is better than that crap we were drinking before and like it's just that what that can do and what that can build um, and i'm just a middleman in this like i'm i was in vets and brews the way it really works is i come to events that are already planned right and i buy beers for veterans so it's not as i don't really right do my own as of events. right now yeah I've, I've done them before i just a lot of vets won't show up to mine they, they think uh, another veteran deserves that right. more than me, so they won't come. And I was told that was going to happen at the beginning, and I didn't believe it. And I planned a few events, and no one showed up. But I, even, I gave away, like, one beer. But even look at this idea of Honor Bus. That's, that, that's an event. Sure. It centers around other events, but it's still an event. Like, it's people, it it's people showing up for a thing, and you're, maybe you're taking them to other events. But like, that is an event. That's yeah. a thing that people yeah. are showing up for. Well, the way that I, the way that I went about getting the, the seats filled was I called veterans that have worked with me with vets and brews or that work at breweries or that um, have shown me support. You know what I mean? The irreverent warriors, uh, my buddy at the Easter seals, 
Also different organizations that I work with in real estate, you know, title companies, lenders, things yep. like that. And um, I just started calling them and I filled up probably, shit, man, probably 30 of the seats got filled up in the first four days. Yeah. And then I kind of opened it up. I said, if you know anybody, send me their number or have them text me. You know what I mean? I don't want to send the link out because then I could have 70 people signed up. You right. know what I mean? And right. I can't I can't support that this time because I don't have enough time. But right. I've been, I'm up to 43 and I guarantee you I'll have 50 before Saturday. Oh, yeah. I know oh, I will. Yeah. I, I only got seven seats left. You know what I mean? That's so fun. I, it's going to be awesome. I love it. I love it so much. I, you know, there, there are plenty of... Uh, from my perspective, uh, there are plenty of breweries around town that have veteran owners or uh, people that work there that are veterans yes. that I've talked to over the years that, like, I just, you know, as a as a fan of what they do and as a fan of them and as a, a friend to them or as a, you know, somebody that just appreciates not only their service, but what, what, they're, they're, what they're doing now. Like, I just, I, I want to do something and I, 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 I I, I have not been able to figure out a way to, to do it in, in Well, you're letting in Vets life. and Brews come to Beers, Booze, and Bombs. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> man. You're helping. Uh, uh, speaking of which, get your tickets, uh, thegnarlygnome.com slash uh, tickets, and uh, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to put the plug in there. Uh, <laughs> the festival is this weekend. Um, when you're listening to this, it's this coming Saturday, and... Um, there's, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. I I said it on uh, you do whatever the fuck you want. It's yours. Uh, it's not just mine. Like there's a lot of moving parts with this. Uh, I I I did let it slip on Truth Your Consequences. So I assume I haven't gotten an email about it. So I'm assuming okay. But um, uh, Tony Pike from the Bearcats, you know Tony nice, Pike. Yeah, he's gonna be there. Uh, he's gonna be challenging people to folding. <laughs> That's games. fucking hilarious. <laughs> Which, for the record, just because you are folding, you are folding with a uh, an NFL quarterback and a, one of the best Bearcats quarterbacks that has existed. Del Hall, it, you need to get it down there. Doesn't mean you can't beat him. Like you could beat Tony Pike. <laughs> I don't know. I've never played it. Maybe he's great at folding, but it is a different skill set. <laughs> well, it's all those people that are like doing real good at folding. I know Dell's down there Del all is, the time. Del, he's real good at don't it. Don't like, play Dell. Like if no, especially if there's especially play. if there's money or some kind of a bet on the line, <laughs> don't do it. Like you play him, but don't put a bet on the line because that guy, he's a ringer. He's part of the leagues and stuff. Like he yeah, plays yeah. all the time. I'm just saying, I want to see him and fucking Tony Pike. Go that would it. be good. That would be good. <laughs> um, I'm drinking the uh, defroster now. The one that had uh, cinnamon, cinnamon it? just hanging out. It's kind of uh, reminds me of like uh, if I was going to design, this is going to sound a little offensive. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry. Um, if I was designing like a wintry aftershave, it would mm. smell like this beer. Uh, it's it's good. It's exactly what a winter, a winter warmer should smell like, but uh, it's a lot of cinnamon for me. I could go without the cinnamon sprinkles it's on it. It's still kind of warm outside, too. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Today. Tomorrow's going to be Yeah, maybe shitty. tomorrow this will taste better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you, as a craft beer fan, uh, as somebody that wants to find your place within the craft beer community and, the, and figure out ways to not only enjoy this thing that's happening, but also kind of put your stamp on it. How do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you find new ways to, um, 
I don't want to say give back because it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be giving back. It's just find being find, involved. Yeah, find your place to exist within it. I think other that than comes just sitting from, in a bar. I think that comes from the person. You know what I mean? Like some people. I mean, you're a creative person. I'm. I'm creative. Like sometimes I just like this. All this shit came out of nowhere. It was just like I was drinking a beer and or talking to a buddy, and the idea popped up. Like you never know, but the way to get involved in this community and I did it kind of like a slow roll. You know what I mean? Right. When I knew that I really wanted to be involved and I was starting all the bruise traveler stuff, I just started getting into the different Facebook groups or following people that I knew were influencers like yourself and liking their comments, paying attention to what they were saying, who you were interviewing. I would like those people. And then I started being in the know, you know what I mean? Dropping comments every now and again. And I think it just ended up, people were like, Okay, I I remember this guy because he's you know he's pretty active online right. and all that stuff and that's that's how I did it and then whatever you have to offer bring it to the table you know like but you know don't jump in two feet first when nobody really knows who you are and you know try to make a big splash I guess you can that works sometimes but <laughs> that's just not the way I roll you right. know what I mean like I, I I got myself comfortable in the community first and then you know I was like well I think this would probably work if I tried it you know what I mean and I'm. I've always been like that. I'm a hustler. So it's like, if I get an idea, I'll try it. If it fails, fuck it. If it's good, I keep going. Right. Okay, if we can, let's take a step away for just a minute so we can thank the show's sponsors, especially Manscaped. This holiday season, I know that I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped, and you should be too, uh, because they not only help this show exist every single week, uh, they are also the absolute leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Um, you, you guys know that if you're regular listeners to this show. Everybody loves turkey and stuffing, uh, but you'll be looking fresh with the help of Manscaped's performance package 4.0. Uh, they, they've blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner conversation topic. You can tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer, and you can gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Uh, trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the code GNOME for shipping and 20% off. Look, uh, you guys, you've been listening to this show over the last uh, the last little bit where we've been working with Manscaped. Um, you know that I believe in this stuff. I can tell you. So today, uh, we were sitting upstairs, and I was working on something sitting on the computer, and I just had this little, this little hair that was just poking at my nose. And uh, instead of you know, trying to grab a hold of it and tearing it out like some kind of uh, Neanderthal, I got up, I went to the bathroom, I grabbed my nose hair trimmer, this thing at the weed whacker. <laughs> I'm telling you, it just cut it right off. It was perfect. It was quick. It was easy. It was painless. I enjoyed it. Um, and you, you will too. So uh, no matter what kind of thing is in your head about manscaping or men's grooming at all, uh, just get rid of it and 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 go for it. Get on to manscaped.com and you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code GNOME. That's 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GNOME, G-N-O-M-E. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped.com. Your balls and all of your grooming habits will thank you. What kind of ideas have you had that have not worked? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> How much time you got, buddy? <laughs> I'm curious because you seem like one of those guys that, like, uh, you come up with an idea and you, you you figure out a way to just just 
pound at it and, and figure started, out a way to make it work. I started a candy company. I started oh, a marketing company, door-to-door marketing company. company. I started the T-shirt business. Um, all those failed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Miserably. But I went, it, I went as hard on those as I did with anything else. It just didn't work. Is it hard to let some of those things go when they don't work? Not if you're focused on money. <laughs> like, those were businesses. You that's know what, what I mean? I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I looked at those as a business. And then, right. And that's the difference, honestly, I think, because, like, most of the stuff I'm doing now, like, I've put myself in a position where... I'm not doing it for money. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, the podcast and you know, that's why I'm not as consistent on them either because it, it, it's a passion for me and I do them when I'm feeling it and I'm liking it or, you know, vets and brews. I can, I could do this shit all day long and it's right. taken away from other things that I do. You know what I mean? Because I know exactly it, what you mean. It's gotten so busy and it's like, you know, that's just the way it is. You just put, put, put your effort in where it works. You know what I mean? And, Ah, man, I, it's hard to overlook the money, though. Like if you need the money, especially yeah. if you're starting a business. I had partners in those other ones. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, you know, shit went sour. There was loans and things like that. So, yep. and it, it, you know, it was heartbreaking. But like now I can analyze situations better and it's not hard for me to walk away. God, and man, and Chanel is a perfect match for me because she is... Um, I get wild in my thoughts. Like I start thinking of all the details. It's like I go from a 30,000 foot view when I think of it straight down to I'm on the floor looking at the nuts and bolts. You know what right. I'm saying? And like, that's not the best way to go about things. And Chanel will pull me back. You know what I mean? And say, hey, we need worst case scenarios on everything you're thinking about. You right. know what I mean? And I start thinking about that stuff. And if it, I mean, fuck, dude, I have, I have ideas that never even materialize that I'll think about for a week straight. 24 oh, seven uh, right there then, with you. And then I'm just like, I got to scrap this cause this would never work. But that that's my creativity, like manifesting itself. And sometimes it's, it's good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes shit sits on the back burner. I've got ideas that I still think would be good that I just haven't had time to put effort into. Or once I mean? you, once you poke at it long enough, you figure out a way to make it make sense and figure out how it fits in. Or I the- meet somebody that, says that that they can be a catalyst to what I was thinking. Yeah. Like they, they tell me something that I wasn't thinking before. And I'm like, okay, no, that's now, that, now I can re, rekindle this. You know what I mean? I, I hope that in the next, uh, the next couple of years, I can have more content about this, which, um, stay tuned. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll happen. But this idea of, 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 of creation on my side, like that's, I, I love creativity. I love people that take nothing and build something out of it, make podcasts or take pictures or make videos or business, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever this idea of creation is for you. Like, I, I love that. And I, um, I hope, I hope that in the next, the next year or two, you will see more stuff from me that helps you figure that out for you. And this is one of those conversations that we need to put a bookmark in and come back to because, um, yeah. It's uh, it's hard sometimes for for a creative mind to kind of get a uh, some kind of rain on all of that and pull it in and kind of figure it out and and make it into something. And, and it's it's living to me, you know what I mean? Like we're most of the people are skipping through life with mundane shit and it's repetitive and yeah. you know you're you're like especially like nine to five situations. You know you get you get in this routine and it kind of wears you down and like. Even when I was doing that, the creative stuff is what gave me life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
And, and, and a creative person knows what that means. Like some people just aren't, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I but, don't think people really understand. Like a lot of people that I talk to don't really understand that that everything I do is part of this this thing. And I don't want to call it a my business or you know any the no whatever. But it is. It's it's all part of that. Like it's all part of this thing, this this bigger picture thing that I just I I can't let go of. It's it's who I am. It's me. Yeah. It's your and expression. Like, I, you know every if I'm you know when we finally settle down for the night with my kids. You know the the boy goes to bed finally, and the the girl she gets sucked into some kind of YouTube video or whatever she does on her iPad, or mm-hmm. and I finally get to sit down in my recliner and I put my feet up and I grab a beer. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a show. Like I'm not watching like a show. Like I'm like, all right, now, all right, all right. I got this list of stuff that I need to now like figure out. I got I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch some videos about this idea, or I'm gonna watch this documentary about this thing that I need to learn more about because I I, I want to do something about this thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it never stops until I just fall asleep. And then yeah. when, as soon as those eyes open back up in the morning, it's like, all right, now we're back on. Like now we go and we do something. And then even if I'm eating lunch, it's like, I'm going somewhere to eat lunch because I need to go to this place and I need to figure out who they are. And I need to yeah. get this story and I need to take <laughs> notes about it. And I need to figure this thing out. Uh, I, people don't understand how obsessive it becomes like yeah. this idea of just like, it's 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 different i think I for think, some uh, people i think it was fostered in me like you know i've always been like this um i haven't always been an entrepreneur or a hustler but i've always had like ideas and been creative when i even when i was young and i think my parents were both like they encouraged it you know what yeah. i mean like well try it like how far can you take that idea you know what i mean and like you know when you're a kid you're dreaming impossible things you know what i mean but oh yeah it, you, you start to get a couple things that really work and you're like oh man you know this is pretty cool and like even in college like i started um promoting hip-hop shows you know what i mean right. like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i just knew i knew guys and bands and stuff and i started sending out press releases to the different uh bar owners and things like that and like i got in and then i was making money off of throwing shows in college you know what i mean it was like that's what i did you know what I mean? Like, and fuck, I didn't, I knew nothing about it. I just figured it out. You know you what I mean? You just can't stop. No. And I can't, I don't look at anything as an impossibility until I've told myself it is. You know what I mean? Like somebody will be but like, even, even then, like, is it really, are you really beyond ex- my scope? Are you really accepting that it's an impossibility or it's like, okay, I, I can't do this right now because of this, 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 and this. I've identified these things that I can't do. Well, so I'm gonna, interest. I'm going to put it here. But then if something else, if somebody came to you. Like, Some of them, but I do drop shit completely off. Like, now that's done. Like, but even, like, if, even if the right person came up to you at well, some point? Sometimes I'll pass ideas. Like, if, they're think, if, they, if they bring up something, I'll be like, I, I, I thought about something like that. Like, yeah. um, I thought about doing this. And they'll be like, oh, that's a good way of looking at it or whatever. Like, it's not, it's not mine anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, it's an afterthought, I guess. I don't know. How does that uh, how does that wrap into to future planning for all of the stuff you do? Like how 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 thought out into what's next are you um, versus flying by the seat of your pants? I fly by the seat of my pants probably eighty percent. You know what I mean? Like because in my business you can't plan too far ahead. I mean you got pipeline and stuff like that with real right. estate, but you never know like 
shit, man, eight months ago, my plans for <laughs> December could have been keep killing it. You know right. what I'm saying? But then the market tells me to fuck off, and now I'm sitting here figuring it out again. So I can't go too far, but I know for sure um, I'll be selling houses forever. Like, I love doing it. I love helping people with that process. I feel like it's something that means a lot to them, so it feels good to me when, when it happens. But the investing in real estate side, yeah, how you know that is different now than it was a year ago or two years ago. Oh yeah. It's always different. Like it's about to get good for investors. You know what I mean? So I'll change my focus with real estate. I'll start talking more with investors that are looking for those good deals. Now that the prices are coming down right. and have that entrepreneurial mind state. I'll be doing it myself. I'll probably pick up a couple of properties in the next few years if things go well, you know what I mean? But right. um, yeah, I want to have, uh, I don't know, 50, a hundred checks a month coming in from renters. You know, that will be my retirement. I'm still going to sell houses. I'll have my ownerland office with agents under me. You know, hopefully by the time I'm 60 or something, I'll have a couple hundred agents and um, I'll be helping them to make money. And, you know, if Vets and Brews blows up, you know, shit, I'll do that. I'll be traveling around the country buying beers for veterans at different <laughs> breweries. I mean, I think about that shit, but how's it going to happen? I mean, I'm already at the point where Chanel's already told me, like, you need to focus on scalability. Like, you need to think about, like, when these... When these donations come in online, I'm filling out the card, handwriting, right. who bought it and where they're from. That can't continue if this keeps getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? Which it's going to. Like, at this pace, it, it has to get bigger than it is now. Um, I have to figure out a way. I have to find somebody with a bigger brain than me that knows more about maybe a solution or, right. or something that's going to fit into what I'm doing that's going to make it more streamlined or more just less effort. You know what I mean? Even if it costs me more money, like if, if there's more putting into it, I want to spread this further. I can be in, I can have a couple breweries in every market that support vets and brews right. everywhere. You know what I mean? Like my goal eventually is to buy every veteran in the country a beer. Right. And then when we're done with that, let's buy another round. You know what I mean? Like right. why stop? It's, I mean, it's limitless, but I can't do that. My brain I need a team. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. like I'm, I, I got the idea. I'm an idea guy. You know what I mean? Then I started um, bringing in people that are, that's how I live my whole life. Like I got a guy for everything. You know what I mean? Like bring them in and teach me or, you know, you take care of this part. You're the expert here. I don't have to worry about it. How do you find the people that you trust to, to, to take on something like that? Um, I don't know. I've run into them. You know, I'm always talking to business owners or, you know, when someone tells me they do something, I pay attention. I'll write it down on my phone when I mark them down, you know what I mean? Or, or put them in as a contact. I'll, I'll say what their interests are in the notes or, right. you know, I'll label them as a expert or whatever. And um, I don't know. I just ask them. I trust people pretty much in general. If that's what you're passionate about, I'll, I'll employ you for it. I pay people for what they do. I don't try to get deals off people. You know, I'll pay them and, until they fuck up and then I forget about them. Right. Like, I mean, I, I got... I'm a real estate agent. I got, I'm an investor. I've got so many contractors that co have come in and out of my phone. You know what I mean? I've got 10 or 15 that are, have been solid for years. You know what I mean? Right. That I can trust, but I'll still grab So you, you trust first and then you wait for somebody to let you down. Yeah. And so a lot of times that happens immediately. I like that. I like that a lot. But, but, but that idea yeah. and just that. Well, I mean uh, them as a professional, like this is what no, their but trade even, is. But even, but even in life, like I, I like that idea of like just, opening yourself up to trusting people that you meet and be like, you know what? Like, who are you? 
let's 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 figure this out mm-hmm. and then letting them show you whether whether or not that means something or not like i that's 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 something that i hold near and dear to myself that i've you know been burnt more times than i can count but that's that's the way it works like that's getting, that's what makes it good but how many people would i've met is the sauce dude but how many people would i've met that i'm like ah you seem a little sketchy and you just you turn and you go the other way, but then it turns out, oh man, that dude is he's fucking great at what he does. Well, like, that's shit. perfect. I guarantee you, there's people that thought I was sketchy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're lost, man. Yeah. Half of my crew is sketchy as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you might see me walking with some of my people and be like, who the fuck are these guys? But but, uh, but, but I, they're all very qualified for the shit that they do. You know what I mean? But even if you're not qualified, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like even if you have, you're not qualified at all. Even if I meet you. And like, you've never done whatever this thing is that we're talking about at all. Mm-hmm. And but you're like, man, this is I really want to do this. I love this. I've I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, let's see. figure it out. Yeah. Let's see. And then if you if you fail miserably and you're an asshole about it, fuck you, man. I'm. I, yeah. Hey, if you if you need some need some help later on, I can figure out a way to help you. But you're not will. You are not my guy. I know how hard <laughs> I go. You know what I mean. So it's sure. like. I kind of measure measure it off of that. Like, if you tell me you want to go and do something, like, are you attacking it like I would? You know right. what I mean? And I know work ethic is a thing that's lost on a lot of people. You know, whether you know how to do something or not, your work ethic speaks for itself. So right. a lot of contractors that I have or connections that I have for different guys, it's all based on their work ethic. Like, they might not be the greatest, but these motherfuckers go hard. Like, right. there's something for that. Like, I don't, if they're not the best now, they're going to be in a couple years because nobody works like them. And I, I got, I got tons of boys that'll tell you that's the truth. You know what I mean? They're like, right. I can't believe it. You just kept, kept me around, man. Like, you kept sending me business. Like, I knew you were going to be fucking amazing because you work harder than everyone I met. You know what I mean? And there's something that the value of that is immense. It's hard sometimes to keep a, a wide perspective on that and, and, and see what other people are doing versus this person in front of you. Like I, and I think that that relates to craft beer a lot too. Like it's, sure. it's, it's hard sometimes to, um, to see what one person is capable of. You know, we, we, we give shit sometimes to, to new breweries if they aren't making the best beer in the city. Meanwhile, they shouldn't be making the best yeah. beer in the city. I never expect that. Uh, and, and I think sometimes people kind of lose their shit on people early on. Oh, this is this is not great. This is whatever. The the space is not great. The, the, yeah, the yeah. beer isn't good. The, this, the, that. And I don't think it's fair. I think that like you have to you have to look at the uh, the building blocks that are in place. And if you can't see that you're gonna you're gonna miss out on somebody and, and miss out on the journey with them in the same way that. But the, you're a creative person that owns your own shit, and most people are fickle. They don't give a fuck about the building blocks. They want to see that finished product right off the bat. Oh, you man. know what I'm saying? And that's that's part of the game. Like yeah, you, but that, you have a you have a um. It breaks my heart. It's almost like a producer's that ear. You know what I mean? It yeah. keeps hearing the snare drum too loud for, and everyone else just hears an awesome beat. Right. You know what I mean? Like you've got that eye for business people and people that are trying and, and really putting it in. So you look at that different. You can't, God, you gotta, you gotta realize that most people, most people aren't looking at it through that lens. Yeah. I don't want to see that. 
<laughs> I mean, you have to. I don't want to. <laughs> it's it, it's that's it's reality. That's depressing. Now that <laughs> it's all good. I, man. I think about some of these places that you know they started out. I mean, we'll, we'll say Grainworks when they started out. This tap room was this tiny room. It got really loud, really crowded, and like it, it you know, it was fine, you know. But uh, you look at it now, what they become. They've got mama bears, mac and cheese, mm-hmm. cranking out some incredible food. Like, man, I, you know, how many people wrote them off at some point because they walked in and we go, it's too crowded, there's no food, see mm-hmm. you later. Yeah, man, that's just it. But that's not, okay. They're not the people that they're catering to. Yeah, it's not okay though. And, but, and then new people come along, they get they see this for the first time, and they're here forever. So it's just it is what it is, man. You grab some, you you let others go. It it, it don't matter in the end. You don't have to have them all. No, but that but that journey is part of what makes this so much fun for you. Oh, it makes it fun for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoy the journey too. Like I the love journey, seeing that shit. Like if you like. Like to walk into a place, walk like, into, you walk into Madry now, you, what, you walk into Madry yeah. today and you think back to what it was when you were sitting at a table that used to be a door and like, you know, you like, and the people that made the beer were behind the bar. It and always it just, smelled like they were brewing. Yeah. It just feels, it feels different. And like, how do we, how do we get everybody to feel that? How do we get everybody to feel that feeling? You don't. You can't. Oh, I think you can. No, you're crazy. There is a way to get in. There's there is a there's that road for everybody. But this is the thing. You're in your wheelhouse. So you're going to feel those special feelings about breweries and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure, um, sure. Some people are just going to come into a brewery. They're going to drink one beer and they're never going to come back. And they don't really care too much about beer. And it's net. they're not going to they're going to get that feeling when they go to a craft show or maybe like a, a racetrack or some shit. You know what I mean? Like that, whatever they're into. I mean, people get those feelings. They just don't yeah. share the the craft community feeling with you all the time. But and I think it, I think it's there. I think it's there it's somewhere. There. I think it's somewhere inside of them that that we could find a way to get them to feel it about more places. I think. Like I, I think that somebody that wrote off a brewery that you know, like, I, I don't, I don't care about that. The beer wasn't good. Like I, I think there's a way. There is a road somewhere in their brain that we could get to that we could find. And maybe it's, maybe it's a pain in the ass to get to that road. And maybe it's not worth the time to get to it. Quote unquote worth. Uh, but I, but I think it's there. Like, I think that every, I think you're talking about an impossible fucking thing though, because there's so many people like that, but there like is a majority of people are the way you're thinking. And like it, yeah. Good luck figuring out the inner wiring no. of every person and how to get them to that point, dude. I Good can't fucking luck. I can't get to every person. <laughs> but the more people that are willing to put themselves out there and start creating stuff and start talking about the things that they love about breweries whatever, or yeah. or whatever the thing is for them. Sure. I think that the, that opens up this door of just there's gonna be somebody that 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 is on your wavelength and that thinks the same way you do and feels the same way you do about things that you can connect with. Yeah. And we just need more and more people to just connect with everybody. Think about all the different groups like on social media or think about how many podcasts podcasts. there are now. Podcast is the great example. It's like, I love something for everyone. I love my podcast. I think I make an incredible podcast, but I recognize that my podcast is not for everybody. Yeah. But you, you couple my podcast 
Uh, you put put it next to shift beers, okay? Well, that's the best Cincy beer podcast. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's the most entertaining <laughs> podcast is, I listen to. It is. This the, is the most knowledgeable podcast. Is, like I listen to this for like beer knowledge and like listening to owners and hearing about who the people are right. that are in there and how they go about their business. But like in terms of like just a bunch of silly motherfuckers getting drunk and saying funny shit, like I it's, crack up at that podcast. It's constantly. the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. How many places are there in between that spectrum? Yeah. That there could be somebody telling people their feelings about something or their sure. their their opinions about a beer, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like and and there is somebody that that will be the thing that resonates with them and that connects that gets yeah. them to kind of uh become part of it. I didn't mean any disrespect by saying they're the best no. beer podcast while I'm on yours, I, motherfucker. I think they're the best <laughs> podcast, too. I listen to their podcast more than I listen to mine. <laughs> they're going to talk shit about that if they, yeah. if they listen. Uh, they're too busy right now. They're trying to open that new spot that they don't work at. How far in are we on the podcast now? They might not even listen to this. Uh, we're 55 minutes. Holy shit, man. Yeah. We're going to break a record tonight. No. <laughs> we got to get like three hours, I think, to break a record. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, uh, I'm going to drink another beer. This what? is, did you get this one, the Oreo? I did not, but I've had it before. Uh, this is what's in the middle. I don't know that they're supposed to actually put Oreo on it. I think that's some kind of trademark thing, but whatever. They yeah. put it so it says Oreo Stout on my flightboard. It's good. I've got a Burr. Burr. Yeah, it's the the Burrow Joe Burrow beer. It's a it's a cold IPA. Ooh, we could talk about that. <laughs> what the fuck is a cold IPA? I don't know, but I've heard a lot of people really upset about cold IPAs. I think it's delicious. So. I'm not upset. Okay, uh, all right, so I'm I I would be one of those people that I think you could say is upset about cold IPA because. I know Marco is too. I heard you guys on one episode talking about it's. Them. It's not a thing. It was already a thing. It's it's a dry hopped lager. Like it's a lager, dry hopped. It's a hoppy lager. It's an IPL, dry hopped lager. Whatever you want to call it, depending on how you make it. I mean, I I don't know their process specifically, but it's just you're just adding a new name to it. That's yeah. weird. I don't get caught up in in the names and the labels. I mean, it helps me when I'm. When I'm like, there's been times where I'm like, this isn't what it says it is. You know what I mean? But I don't care. It's a tasty so, motherfucker. So, but that's, that's my problem. So if I, if I was walking in here, had never heard of uh, IPL or sorry, cold, uh, IPA. cold IPA before, I'm not ordering it. I don't, I'm not, IPAs are not typically the first thing that I'm ordering off a board. Sure. I don't, I don't love IPAs that I mean, they're fine, but uh, I'm, but if you said dry hopped lager, Right there, first thing I'm ordering. Yeah, because I know what it is. If I taste that, I like it. I, yeah. I love that beer, but I'm not ordering it as a cold IPA, but as a dry hopped lager. Maybe well, I would. What can you do? So, I don't know. I think it's you're doing a disservice to what the beer is. Personally, it's my opinion. Possibly. Yeah, I don't care. I just I order all, all kinds of shit. <laughs> I, mean, I just want to try, even if it's shit that I don't. Like, I, I don't like barrel-aged beers that much, but Chanel does, and I always try them. Right. You know what I mean? Even though I know it's something I don't like, and I'm like, some of them are better than others, but it's just not my thing. But I yeah. still try Yeah, and I mean, I, and, and I, I do that too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I order a lot of beers that I think I'm not going to like that I end up liking. Um, but I don't, like, going back to that other conversation, like, I don't know that everybody does that. No. Like, are you doing a disservice to yourself? Are you doing a disservice to... Uh, craft beer, 
Uh, are you doing your disservice to the people sitting at your bar? If if uh, how many people in here do you think look at the style when they're ordering? All of them. You think so? Yeah, style or ABV. But I, that's, I believe ABV. But, but that is, but that's why cold IPA exists because I think if people saw IPL or dry hopped lager, mm. the majority of people are not ordering it because they think Probably it's right. something. Yeah, yeah. But you put cold IPA. Now they're going to order it. So okay. that's maybe that's what bothers me. Like it's it's not, uh, it's not really right. It's not showcasing the style. It's not teaching people what that beer is. Um, if you. Man, there's 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 a lot to that, too, of like, you know, people uh, trying to trick people into drinking something that they think they don't like. You think it's trickery, though? You think, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some sneak trickery going on in there. Oh, yeah. Or do you think it's just like, hey, this will this will be easier for them? Yeah, that's that's but that's trickery. It's not if you're it's not like you're I mean, it came to a brewery for beer. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not yeah, really, but you're not really. But it's like it's, it's like, not like it's not like they came in. It's, it's like not, a, it's not like they're putting vodka in the water bottle up here, motherfucker. No, like. but it's like if I, but it's like if I jump on <laughs> DoorDash and I'm like, I want some wings, and I order from like what is one of those places, the uh, Wings USA or something, Midwest you Best. Know? The, the, no, 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 but but, <laughs> but there's like these ghost kitchens, you know, that it's like, oh yeah, you're ordering your wings from Applebee's, uh, but you wouldn't have ordered wings from Applebee's. Unless, you know. unless we call it something else. And then your wings are still coming from Applebee's, but we're calling it a different restaurant, and, and we're tricking you. Well, I guess. It's not that they're not good wings, and they're not fine, and that you're not going to be happy with them. I but understand you're, that. But you're tricking people to order something. I just something. don't look at it that deep because, I mean, if I was ordering wings on DoorDash, I'm probably fucked up, and every any wing that comes to me, I'm going to be like, this is delicious. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking sucking the meat off the bone on that damn thing. Like, this is but, amazing. But but, but if you're drunk and you're like, man, I have some wings and you and three things pop up and it's uh, buffalo wings and rings and it's uh, B dubs and it's Applebee's. Yeah, I get you. You're not ordering Applebee's. No, but they're fucking good. But if everybody else is closed and that's what I have to get, I'll be like, hell yeah, come on. But if you have uh, B dubs, buffalo wings and rings and knockback wing wing no wing street USA, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. That's a new place i haven't heard of it's a mom and pop place i'm gonna buy those i'm gonna try those wings yeah and, and it's applebee's and they're still good but it's tricking you to order them because you didn't know what you're ordering i don't think there's a lot of that sneakery going around cold ipa is going around <laughs> that is cold ipa it's going it's around tricking people it's tricking people to order the beer and i'm i'm not i'm not mad that people are ordering the beer i think same way that I think Applebee's makes freaking tasty boneless wings. They're they're great. <laughs> That's so funny. But it's the same thing. I, I just I the style is is tricking people. Yeah. It's not teaching people what is actually in that, that glass. Well, I'll tell you, I ordered this without knowing. I didn't know what it was until I looked it up on Untap. It's good. Yeah. So that's a good beer. It is. I like it a lot. But man. The, the style itself and then there's you know we've, we've seen it with other stuff too the you know ipa is becoming a a thing that people think everything has to be associated with in general yeah <laughs> everything has to be some kind of ipa yeah i'm i'm coming around to ipas i haven't been a big ipa fan yeah but now i drink them a lot more than i used to yeah it's because you beat your palate into submission. Same with sours. <laughs> like, I love sours now, and I never thought I'd be into them. 
Um, there's there's a time and a place for everything, and I be, I believe that. I think that every beer style has some kind of value in the the bigger scheme of what's going on, and I'm not gonna not drink something yeah. ever. If it's tasty, I'm going for it. But I don't want somebody to trick me. <laughs> Just tell no, me what it is. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Trick me. <laughs> you can. That's even that's not true. Like if I sit down at a bar and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't care what I drink right now. Like, like just pour something for me. Like yeah. trick me, trick me all you want, but uh, don't, don't make me think I'm drinking something that I'm not. I knew I was gonna flip. I was gonna trigger you on cold IPA. <laughs> cold IPA is the thing right now. <laughs> uh, what other things? Uh, is there anything in craft beer right now that that gets you fired up? You don't typically get fired up about much. No, I can get fired up. Um, I get, <clears throat> I don't know, like, uh, not really. I mean, I, I try everything. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, I don't. When people get in these, um, I know, and you're one of them that you know. I, th- th- I think you look at beer a lot more close to me I, than me, obviously, because of the way you rate them. Like, you've got lots of categories and stuff where I'm. I think I'm a 30,000 foot view sure. on the, on the beer scene. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know as much about the brewing process and things like that. Like, I just know that I like the taste of beer. I like the community that's involved with beer. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just a comfortable place for me, um, that I've found my little, um, space in. I respect uh, that. But, um, you know, I don't get, I don't get fired up. I mean, some places I don't like as much. But I still go back to what some places it, become my become my spots. That, when when you find those places that you like versus don't like, and I'm not asking for specifics, but like, what is it about it that that it's usually the pushes beer. you either way? Usually the beer, because like venue doesn't matter that much to me. I think some some places are amazing and others are un- underwhelming, so to speak. But sure. that that won't stop me from coming. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's good, uh, price will keep me away sometimes. Like there's a couple breweries in town that I can, I spend way more money at when I'm there yeah, for drinking the same I've, amount. I've noticed that a little bit. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that'll, that'll keep me away even if they have good beer, but um, it's usually just taste, man. Like if, uh, if you've got a good variety and um, you know, you got some cool people behind the bar and I'm just feel comfortable when I'm there. That's all I need. You know what I mean? So the only thing that like will turn you off is, beer itself uh no i mean i'm trying to think of like why i most of the time it's like, hard it's hard if we can't like now, point out specifics like you don't like this place why don't you like this place no I, I think most of the breweries that i i don't go back to as often are like first off is um location like if it's far from me um i can only get there a couple times you know what i mean but um, that's why you hate sons of toil right yeah, fuck, dude. I I wish I lived closer to that place. Love those guys. Oh, their beer is fantastic. But like, you can you can get them at the um, Ameristop on Fields Erdle. They had like five taps there oh, last time great. I was there. It was a, I had a whole flight they of also, Sons of Toil. I don't know if people realize this. Like, it's not still not close, but there's a. Uh, little place in the middle of like batavia yeah the coffee bean the like, cold yeah. brew or whatever that has their beer on tap there yeah, too yeah. That you can always go there they have a bunch of taps sons of toil just go there it's almost like a little yeah. mini tap room but mostly it's beer it's like if i'm if i'm not feeling the beer that'll keep me away um i've never been treated like poorly at a place where i'm like man fuck these guys they're assholes right. um i've heard rumors of people that have 
kind of talk shit about other breweries. And I was like, well, fuck them. That ain't right. You know what I yeah. mean? But I've heard it from reliable sources that I know and trust. It's it's hard for, for me, too, because, like, I living in this world where once somebody knows me and knows who I am and what I do, like, and they, once they feel comfortable with me, sometimes they, they talk differently than they would otherwise. Uh, <clears throat> so there are people that are comfortable with you. Yeah. So there are definitely people that have talked shit about other people mm-hmm. that I don't think they should. And that it's hard to kind of ignore that in the grand scheme of things, but sure. Um, yeah. But I, I, I get that. I mean, I've never like, I mean, one of my favorite breweries was uh, QCB, and that was, like, nothing to look at. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a dive, and I fucking sure. love that place. You know, so, like, that's not going to get me. Um, it's probably beer, price, and how far do I got to go to get to you? Yeah. I think that's... I mean, would go to a- ABC all the damn time if I was closer. Yeah, oh, like, me their, too. their beer is amazing. You know what I mean? And I think that's a fun place. I like Andy and them down there. Everybody's yep. cool as shit. But it's fucking far, man. It's the same as Sons of Toil. Like, I'd be up there it's, all the damn time. Yeah. It's just there's there's nothing wrong with it other than it takes me 45 minutes right. to get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if I have a couple beers, I don't want to drive 45 no, minutes. I don't want to pay for that Uber. Like, I can a, get there. I can get there just fine, but I don't want to come home. <laughs> now, if somebody says they're driving down there, I can hop in the back. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to get some somebody, one of us that hits one of those Powerballs, it's a billion dollars, that just gets some kind of car service that just drives all of us around. Yeah, <laughs> the honor bus. That's right. <laughs> the dishonor bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want people to know about Vets and Brews or anything that you do, any of these things? that We didn't even talk really about the podcasts that you are a part of. But Yeah, I do those. Those are so sparse. Like, man, I haven't done... I haven't released one in yeah, months. You we're aware. I mean? We're aware. I know. I know you guys are. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> Keep a tally. Every week that goes by, there's not one. <laughs> Look, I've got two on deck that are recorded. I just have to edit them for uh, Hustle and Brews. One of them was recorded in March. The other one was like Jeez, two months March. ago. Jeez, and they're, man. And they're amazing interviews. Um, I've got one from West Virginia still that I can release of Bruce Travelers Outcast from Stumptown. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was pretty good. I just haven't had time to put it together. Um, but for me, look, you can find my main site right now is homesandbrews.com. Um, that's got the vets and brews, got my real estate stuff on there. Um, but the thing for me is with vets and brews, the big news is that I've got this 501c3 status. Like that's amazing for me. Oh yeah. Um, I named it after my dad who passed away recently. He was, uh, he passed away in January. He was a Vietnam vet. I named it Dave Damaris vets and brews. Um, that's like, I love that fact. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I'm honoring him and this whole thing. Cause he loved it. Even though he didn't drink much, you know, he'd come to all my events and he was just like, this is cool. Cause you're helping out. You know what I mean? With veterans. Um, I, uh, I think this has legs. Like I'm starting to really yeah. believe in like, there's been people that's told me from the very beginning, like, this is, this is a great idea. Like this is going to, this is going to be big. And I was like, well, we'll see, you know, cause that's just yeah. kind of my mentality. And uh, I think we're getting to the point where I, I'm I'm considering like putting other people on to help me out because I I think it is going to get bigger. You know what I mean? So if people can, if people think that they can help somehow with vets and brews, how do they reach out to you? Uh, go to the Facebook page, the vets and brews Facebook page, or go to vetsandbrews.com. Um, donate a beer or you know find out on Homes and Brews. I talk about the different events that are going on. You know what I mean? Come to an event or. Whatever, man. Right. You know what I mean? Just support. Right. Let me talk about something real quick. We sure. Talk, so is this it cold is IPA? Out, no. 
Okay. So when this comes out <laughs> that Monday, the two veteran events that I have left, right? Yeah. Um, one of them is going to be Marine for Life um, uh, networking event. All branches of the service are welcome to these. I've been to like five or six with this guy's name's um, Dave uh, Hambone Crookham. He throws these at fretboard. So five to eight at fretboard. If you're a veteran, you want to meet a bunch of veterans that, you know, you get business cards for where they work. You talk yeah. about what you do. It's just a networking, a pure networking event in the back room at fretboard. Five to eight on Monday. That'd be tonight if you're listening. Right. The big thing, I had a Zoom call with Sam Adams last Ooh. week. Ooh. I was late. Oh, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> I was sick as a dog, right? And like last week, I was really fucking sick. And like, I took a bunch of NyQuil one, that night and I had a 9 a.m. Zoom with him. I did not wake up. I woke up to her calling me at 9.10 saying, are you still coming? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm super sick. Like, I'll be on there. I talked to him. I, I got on with them. They wanted to confirm that I'm a legitimate 5013C. This isn't a partnership, but we're doing an event right. on Wednesday. They have a, um, it's called, a, it's a beer release called Sam Slutes. And um, the veterans that work at Sam Adams put this beer together. Oh, that's fantastic. They're, they're releasing it in Boston, I think, on Veterans Day tomorrow, or, well, last Friday. Yeah, whatever you're listening to. And then to um, the release in Cincinnati is on Wednesday. Because they asked me, like, can we do this on Veterans Day weekend? I was like, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to squeeze this in. Like, this is big to me. Sam Adams is a gigantic brewery. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. So um, if you're listening to this, if you're a veteran, even if you're not, it, they're, they're, um, they're kind of promoting it as like a, like a partnership or like a team up with Vets and Brews. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be handing out beers oh, to cool. veterans and it's going to be beers that were produced by veterans in the Sam Adams organization. So, I mean, how fucking perfect is that? You know what I mean? Just come, out, awesome. come down to the Sam Adams tap room. I think it's like six to eight or something like that on Wednesday. It's going to be a brand new beer. It's a lager um, called Sam salutes. And I need as many people there as possible because I have worn out all my invitations <laughs> all weekend with these other five or six events. Like I want people to show up. I want Sam Adams to be like, damn, this dude don't play. You know what I mean? Any t anytime you're down there, if you're down there and you see that beer on tap, order it and tell them that you heard about it from vets and brews because, yes. uh, it's it's all for the greater good. Yeah, man. No, it helps. I tell people that shit all the time. Let them know I, I sent you. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate you sitting down with me. Um, yeah, I, I hope that uh, somebody that's listening to this can somehow find a way to keep building this thing that is Vets and Brews or, or any of the other stuff that you've got going on because um, I think that you do good and there's there's a lot of people that are doing stuff that doesn't generate good and i Thanks, I, I, man. Think, I think you're a good dude my I, whole my whole goal is happiness man chase what makes you happy you know what i mean and like for you to say that i appreciate it really 100 well, let's grab a beer and let's chase some happiness Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, for anybody that wants to know more go to vetsandbrews.com go to the facebook page just uh, i'm gonna say that i'm gonna put it in the show notes if i don't uh send me a message and i'll put it in the show notes but click on a link and uh uh support support all of these people that uh, uh, help build this thing. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>